on this computer. All righty, boys and girls. Um, we have this was a how can we officially say you know remember how you guys used to make fun of me? This has been a very interesting <laughs> week. Interesting week for fantasy football, especially it, for for our league. Interesting week would be understated. So you just want to give a quick background, kind of what happened Monday for those that may just be tuning in. Sure. Well, um, we had a couple great matchups at the top of the league going into this week, um, especially with um, I, I believe you you were fighting for third place with Ken. Um, right. Each of you had a quarterback in the Monday night football game with the Bengals and the Bills. And I had a wide um, receiver. We had a wide receiver. We had uh, multiple qu- quarterbacks, I believe, for the first place game. I think it was Joe Burrow versus Josh Allen. Um, no, uh, and, uh, Jordan was done. Bird had Josh Allen and – no, hold on. Let me look. This is <laughs> – this is this is where it gets fun. Okay, so for those of you that don't that may not be tuning in, the Monday night football game, uh, due to a very tragic accident, um, was suspended midway, about what five minutes into the first quarter. Yeah, I think it was at like fourteen minutes, something like that, or like twelve minutes, something like that. Um, and so as a result, uh, breaking news just as of. I guess five minutes ago, uh, mm-hmm. the NFL has declared the Bills and um, uh, Bengals game a no contest, and it will not be played. It's wild. I don't think. I mean, there's been there's obviously there's been injuries before. We've seen that. We've seen catastrophic injuries before. Um, Ricardo Lockett comes to mind. Yep. Um, you know. And I think every team's probably has an example of, you know, one of the career ending injuries where someone's carted off or ambulanced off. Um, this was a very different one though. Um, with, uh, DeMar Hamlin's obvious cardiac arrest, um, and having to get immediate medical attention on the field, you know, life-saving medical on the field, not just, you know, be careful with them as you're loading them into an ambulance. Um, it definitely, I, as far as I know, there hasn't been a straight no contest ruled in a game that I can remember. No, and and you know what's good? Like, I I really feel like sports, um, when this type of stuff is happening, there it used to be like, oh well, we're just gonna stop the game and we're just gonna keep playing or whatever. Like I remember, next watch, man up, watching like in the late nineties when Greg Moore died at a IndyCar race and they just kept mm-hmm. racing. And it wasn't until the end of the race that they just said they announced middle of the race that he had died mm-hmm. and they like there was no celebrating or anything like at the end of the race. And then you jump forward. Right. Like that's what I was trying to say in the group text was that you jump forward almost ten to fifteen years later. Um I feel like the first time I saw that happen where everything just stopped was uh, the Dan Weldon crash at Indianapolis, where that was like kind of like this. They were like ten laps into the race, crashes, he dies, mm-hmm. and the race got called because that was the best right. thing you could do. So, uh, props to the NFL for making the right decision and canceling this. But I'm going to read. I have the full written statement here uh, from it. the NFL official thing. 
Week 17 Buffalo-Cincinnati game will not be resumed. Clubs to consider neutral site AFC championship game. The NFL announced today that Week 17 Buffalo Bills-Cincinnati Bengals will not be resumed and has been canceled. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell informed all clubs of his decision earlier today after speaking with the Bills, the Bengals, and the NFL Players Association leadership. This has been a very difficult week. Goodell said, we will continue to focus on the recovery of DeMar Hamlin, and we are encouraged by the improvements in his conditions, as well as the tremendous outpouring of support and care for DeMar and his family across the country. We are also incredibly appreciative of the amazing work of our medical professionals um, and commend each of them, each and every one of them. Among the key factors in arriving this decision, not playing the Buffalo Cincinnati game to its conclusion will have no effect on which club qualifies for the postseason. No club would qualify for the postseason and no club would be eliminated based on the outcome of this game. It would require postponing the start of the playoffs for one week, thereby affecting all 14 clubs that qualify the postseason play. Making the decision prior to week 18 is consistent with our competitive principles and enables all clubs to know the playoff possibilities prior to playing the final week of the regular season games. Canceling the games between the Bills and Bengals creates potential competitive inequalities in certain playoff scenarios. In an effort to mitigate, to mitigate these inequalities, NFL clubs will consider tomorrow in a special league meeting a resolution re- recommended by the commissioner and approved by the competition committee, consisting of two elements. One, the AFC championship game will be played at a neutral site if the participating teams played an unequal number of games and both could have been the number one seed and hosted the game had all AFC clubs played a full 17-game regular season. Those circumstances involve Buffalo or Cincinnati qualifying for the game as a road team and and are listed below. Scenario one, Buffalo and Kansas City both win or both tie. A Buffalo versus KC championship game would be at a neutral site. Buffalo and Kansas City both lose and Baltimore wins or ties. A Buffalo versus KC championship game would be at a neutral site. Scenario three, Buffalo and Kansas City both lose and Cincinnati wins. A Buffalo or Cincinnati versus Kansas City championship game would be at a neutral site. Two. Good God. If Baltimore defeats Cincinnati in week 18, it will have defeated Cincinnati, a division opponent, twice, but will not be able to host a playoff game because Cincinnati will have a higher winning percentage for 16-game schedule than Baltimore will have for a 17-game schedule. If Baltimore defeats Cincinnati and if those two clubs are scheduled to play a wild-card game against one another, the site for that game would be determined by a coin toss. If Cincinnati wins the Week 18 game or Baltimore and Cincinnati are not scheduled to play one another in the wild-card round, the game would be determined by the regular regular scheduling procedures. And this is in parentheses. As we consider the football schedule, our principles have 
than to limit disruption across the league and minimize competitive inequalities, Cadell said. I recognize that there is no perfect situation. The proposal we are asking the ownership to consider, however, addresses the most significant potential equatable issues created by the difficult but necessary decision not to play the game under these extraordinary circumstances. That's a mouthful, isn't it? Yes. Say that 10 times fast. <laughs> Say that 10 times fast. So the good thing is, Kyle, the Jack podcast struck lucky. We're getting our information <laughs> out here before, pardon my take, before <laughs> Sports Center can talk about it, before um, skipping whatever Shannon do yeah. their thing. Take that, before, before Before anybody. We are going to have our podcast up and ready to go to talk about this before any of those yahoos that you listen to in the morning can talk Beautiful, about Beautiful, yeah. Get out of here, Scott Van Pelt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's. I, I do think that they've, you know, the night of, of course, right after the injury, there was so much speculation on, you know, is the league going to force them to play, which I, you know, they came out and said, no, we, we were never going to force them to play. I don't know if that's the truth or not. Either way, the clubs were not willing to do it. So I, you know, that I think whether or not they were forced into the right decision or that was the plan from the get-go, it was the right decision not to play. Um, and I understand completely why they would just pull a no contest. And the interesting thing, I believe, and to tell me if I'm wrong, I believe they might still play each other again based oh, yeah. off playoff seating. So oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, which again, I I I don't know honestly. I don't know how that game would go. I like I I can't see, I can't see them going full force. <laughs> if that makes it feels like somebody would be pulling a punch at some point, um, but I don't know, maybe not. I, I think having today got, gotten at least there's no official word on Hamlin's health. Sounds like he's at least improving, or they're they're yeah. seeing the improvement they're looking for, um, and I really think honestly any positive news was what they were looking for in order to actually make a decision and move on because i think the the bills especially but probably the Bengals too probably weren't willing to play a game until they heard something yeah and i feel like i feel like this is a eye opener for the mm -hmm. nfl that okay so i'm just looking at looking at the the i'm going to pull up the schedule here real quick yeah um but i just feel like the nfl is like they should be starting like the second weekend of September, like the first weekend of September, no matter what, like Labor Day weekend. I know mm -hmm. that's normally like um, right. college football time. Um, but uh, so like, for example, the Seahawks schedule. Sorry, I had to pull this up here real quick. Um, they literally went. uh their last preseason finale was August 26th against Dallas that they lost. They then mm -hmm. played on September 12th against um the, the against the Broncos. The Broncos, right? I feel like the NFL because the the rake the preseason didn't really start till August thirteenth. 
I feel mm-hmm. like the NFL should have had the first weekend in August be the start of preseason football. So we're mm-hmm. talking August 6th, August 6th and 7th in this case. That puts right. done the the 20th and 20 the 20th and 21st done with the preseason. Uh you can still take your week off, but you're starting like Labor Day weekends like the 3rd. That yeah, first- you're getting an extra week. Yeah. Yeah, we gave right. especially the, there's you know, it's not the only obviously you have catastrophic stuff like this which yes, I think the NFL I mean you can argue whether or not they were being proactive or reactive. I mean, I, I think I, I said uh the night of that the NFL should have some sort of protocol for something like this. I mean, there's how many different sporting leagues have have people collapsed and died on like it's rare yeah, yeah but you have to have contingency plans for that kind of stuff because it does happen yeah um again and um somebody and one of my other leagues had brought up uh christian erickson the uh soccer player that ended up almost exactly the same thing uh heart arrhythmia mm-hmm. had a heart attack on the field uh like two years ago when he was playing for denmark um kind of same thing there where it happens so there there does need to be a contingency plan but they're also should be wiggle room in the schedule, especially once you get towards the end of the year seating for playoffs to be able to have replays, to be able to move around the schedule, especially, you know, having gone through the whole whole two years of COVID in the league, you'd think that they would try to kind of mitigate those kind of risks by giving yourself as much time as possible. Yeah. And I just, I just feel like too, if you, if you push the season back a week is super, super Bowls on Fox this year, right? I think so. So Fox would have had a major issue. Yeah. Because I don't know if many of you know this, but Fox is also also has the contract with NASCAR to do the Daytona 500. And the mm-hmm. way, which is NASCAR's most watched event and what their money is. And could you imagine a scenario where Fox came up to NASCAR and said, Sorry, we are not doing your marquee race because the Super Bowl is being is pushing it out. That right. says lawsuit written all over it. And NASCAR is not going to yeah. change their schedule because right. Fox has to move, the Super Bowl has to move. Right. Right. Well, and again, that's that's where I think, you know, I'm sure now moving forward, they'll probably consider stuff like that. And I th- I think the the reaction in terms of the scheduling was right on for the NFL too. I think it makes sense to not make the other 30 teams in the league try to rearrange what they're doing for, yes, obviously catastrophic injury. Everyone, yeah. you know, no one's arguing that, but one player's injury can't affect the other 30 teams in the league and there's still business to be had. So it's, it's definitely, you know, it's an interesting, you know, subject to kind of try to wade into because you certainly want to put the, the people above the sport, but it's a sport league. So they have to resume business at some point too. Well, and in in my opinion, like me, obviously as a NASCAR fan, like I loved that week off in in February where you just had (laughs) no sports and you just, you could could like reset your batteries. And I just feel like now the way the schedule is, it's like, I'm gonna. Have, I have two back-to-back weekends where I just sit on my ass on a Sunday and watch sports. And like, mm-hmm. 
if my team's in it, like I feel like I'm gonna be so emotionally spent from that one Sunday that yeah. like the other one that I like is like it's not gonna be as enjoyable. And I feel like the NFL just be like they they gotta move up. They they, mm-hmm. they gotta I say get rid of that stupid break between the Super Bowl and the championship mm-hmm. games because yeah. it makes no sense to and the Pro Bowl. You're not even doing the Pro Bowl for God's sakes. Like, <laughs> well, that's they, they, they completely changed it this year, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, switch it back where you have no week before and put mm-hmm. the Pro Bowl the week after. It's like, hey, and we know everyone's just drunk out of their minds here in, in <laughs> Cancun. Yeah, but uh, hey, who wants to see Jared Allen? You know, bunch four hundred pounds drunk. I do. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's literally what the Pro Bowl is going to be this year. Is you're going to have like offensive linemen just just 15 beers deep seeing how much they could they could they could do this <clears throat> or DK and mm-hmm. uh and Tyreek Hill just after about 14 shots is like I'm the fastest man alive. And then you have the drunk. This is literally going to be the NFL is literally going to have the drunk Olympus live for us to watch here for the Pro Bowl. It's a good idea. I mean, I'm, I'd rather watch. I, honestly, I'd rather watch essentially just a, a redo of the combine with current NFL players. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. Everybody wants to see that instead of a game where no one cares. Yeah. Um, and what do you think? What do you think caused the Pro Bowls, the All-Star games, like where people don't care? Like they used to be huge, but like when people would just go all out for it. Um, I think some of it honestly is burnout from from fantasy sports. I mean, we already follow these guys. You know, if 15 years ago, 20 years ago, fantasy football wasn't as mainstream. So you rarely had a chance to see anybody from other teams apart from the team that you're playing. If you, you know, Tyreek Hill, we used to see maybe once a season if we played him at all. Mm-hmm. Um, now we get to see him all the time. So it's not like you have to wait for a specific week where you know it's going to be televised. You you already are very aware of what all the players are doing. So I, I think there's a little bit of oversaturation there. And I think some of that too, I mean, the NFL's already running into the growing pains of adding a week to their schedule. I mean, yeah. and, and they want to look at maybe doing more at some point. I mean, it's going to start getting dicey. Yeah. I, I mean, I like the, so I don't know if you heard this, but there's real talk of the NCAA tournament expanding to 90 teams. Oh, okay. I barely oh. keep up with Gonzaga for God's sakes. Imagine <laughs> going, okay, I got, I got, uh, I got Weber State, Wichita State playing. One finished 15 and 45, the other one at 12 and 20. <laughs> uh, uh, Weber State, I guess, because that's where Dame Lillard went. Okay, well, they sucked. I lost terribly. Like, no, yeah. I feel like you can't expand the NCAA tournament until you have a perfect ra- bracket. Do you agree with that? Right. Well, no one's tuning in to watch you know, central can Kansas state college. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's some teams that people are there watching. There's, there's, are, there's already teams in those brackets. And I'm like, I've never heard of that school before. Or like, Oh yeah. I remember them in the tournament, like five years ago. How much of a degenerate it, it shows. It will prove to you which one of your friends are really degenerative gamblers and which ones are not. <laughs> March bad. Oh, no. Do I have oh, Western Kentucky state penitentiary? 
beating <laughs> Arkansas United Presbyterian College. Angle McCringleberry's going to yeah. take it all this year. Yeah. Uh, um, no, and that's yeah. I, I think that condensing again, like I'm happy that there's another week of football, but especially if they're going to start at, like giving them a second bye week or starting to you know do that stuff, it's like I'd I'd rather just watch them play a full season and people not get hurt. Yeah. Yeah, and honestly, yeah. I feel like a lot of the injuries that we're seeing now, especially mm-hmm. early on in the season, are because guys are babied. Yeah, probably. Like, um, like I remember, like hitting, like kind of loosened up your muscles. Like you had injuries the first couple of weeks because people weren't used to it. Like mm-hmm. maybe they weren't in the gym enough or or whatever. But um, about like three or four weeks in, you're used to the hitting and everything, and so. To go from like no hitting to okay, we're not playing the preseason to all of a sudden, right. boom! Like I feel like because the t- players aren't playing in the preseason, that's led to the suffering of the first couple of weeks of regular season. We're just seeing, oh, that guy popped an injury or that guy got hurt. So hamstrings all over the place. Yes, yes, <laughs> and you're like, God damn it, Chris Godwin, quit popping a hamstring. What? And it, even a few years ago, it's I mean, and I don't know. I have no clue what would cause it, but it felt like even five or six years ago, it'd be like, Oh, the two guys this year that tore their ACL. And now it's like one, it's almost one per team. Like you have like 30 dudes tearing an ACL or having like a PCL rupture and terrible knee injuries too. And then they're out for God knows how long. Kyle, remember it was the vaccine that caused all the injuries this year. Well, Oh, hey, let's let's not get into that. All right, go down that, that rabbit hole. That was that was that was that was the joke. That was like one of, people were legitimately serious. Like that's what that's what caused Hamler to to collapse. And I said yes, Bill. If Gates, he hadn't just gotten hit in the chest really, really hard. Yes, yes. I during said, the play, I might I might agree with him, but <laughs> <laughs> he he got hit real hard, and especially yeah, uh, and you know. It, it, it's just like with playing Monday morning quarterback, you know, times like this, everybody becomes a doctor because <laughs> yes. they, they went on Wikipedia and looked at something. I saw, I saw someone tweet says, man, there are a lot of doctors on the old birdie bird tonight. <laughs> For sure. Well, really quick with that. I want to just um, make sure we all are aware of what we decided to do. Every league is different. Um, different platforms did super different things um, and what they kind of how they handled the, this last week. Um, we decided uh, essentially all of the top four, the two fighting for third place, the two fighting for first place decided to split the pots and not declare a winner. Cause honestly, both matchups were, you know, if, if there was a matchup where it was like, okay, you're 35 points, you know, shy of, of beating somebody maybe we'll we'll call it but both well i think both matchups were in like 10 five or 10 points yeah and ken and i were our our score was um uh 123 to 119 oh yeah and then like bird and jordan's uh jordan was technically done with players Mm -hmm. but like again bird had Diggs and Cooks and Higgins still to go. So, yeah. So, there's, you know, it, it, it's really hard, especially, you know, um, 
with games like that where you have some of the biggest players, um, it's really hard to you know project what could or couldn't happen. So I'd rather not project that. Um, you know, they uh, most platforms did say, hey, if they come out and play, then the commissioner can come back and retroactively give points or you know adjust the scoring. I'm glad it didn't come to that to be honest because i just don't want to deal with that but um you know so for this year we have essentially co-champions and co-third place we have a tie for first and a tie for third um so congratulations to both jordan and bird for for championing yeah question for you oh yeah i don't know if you brought this up because bird and jordan both came in first and second does that mean their payout is a combination of what the payout would be for first and second? So, yeah, essentially they'll take that pool money and split it in half. And it's the same with third place. Okay, so Ken and I lose five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> luckily, you got some money coming to you. I know, I know. Luckily, I have some money coming my way. <laughs> well, and, and again, luckily, I think all four of you have multiple first place wins. Yeah. Um I mean, again, it's it the payout. I'm not as worried about it. if you and Ken want to flip a coin and have someone actually get paid out the full. I don't. Care. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell Ken we're gonna go we're gonna go to the roulette table. You should just go to Wonder Woman. <laughs> Triple it. Satan's tempt is at its finest. Uh, <laughs> we'll go to the roulette table, and Ken will put his stack on black. I'll put mine on red. We'll spin the roulette table. If it comes up green, we're effed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. So we uh, we will be uh, splitting those, um, and then the trophy will. We can either say you know Bird slash John, or it can just say Hamlin year. I mean that'd probably be the best because we'll all we all know either way. But yeah, this year's definitely kind of. A, and we've talked about it all year. In terms of actual fantasy football, this season's been so weird and backwards in so many ways. And like all of the, not just how it's gone in our league, but NFL, the scoring has been way down. Um, players, there's a lot of huge players that went down. There's a lot of random players that have done well. And, you know, it's been really hard to predict the way the season has gone. Um, so it's, it seems not a fitting way, but certainly it, if there was a season for it to end like this, it'd be this one. Yeah. Literally looking at the, the league, Matt, the leagues I'm in, like mm-hmm. maybe my pirate league might be the one that someone might be able to complain about because he had mm-hmm. Joe Burrow going and he was down oh. like 25 points. Yeah. Um, but pretty much all my other leagues minus this one, this is the only one that <laughs> had the first, the first and second place, and the third and fourth place teams playing each other for money. Everyone else it had long been decided. Oh wow! So, well, yeah, and that's you know, luckily with especially with our league, it's a redraft league. Um, it was a little bit more difficult, you know, in dynasty leagues and contract leagues, trying to figure out, you know, fine if you're going to pool money together, but what about draft order? You know, what you know, you have to figure out some way to set that. You know, I ended up. Um, going against Ryan Oleski fighting for third place in our contract league. Um, and luckily the game, I guess for me, um, the game ended before Ryan could score any more points. <laughs> um, I was projected to win, but I was not confident in it. So, um, you know, I technically 
probably finished in third. I don't know if the seeding's going to finish that way. I mean, there's no payout for third in that league, but you know, luckily with a redraft and not having to worry about keepers and that kind of stuff, it's uh, a little, little easier for us. So I kind of brought it up in the text thread. Have you ever seen a more weirder matchup between me and the teams that play and the team that is Ken's team throughout history of this league? <laughs> you have had some, uh, and it's some only, it's only against that team that this happens. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because before it was Ken, it was uh, Hillary, and you had some weirdness going on with with those games, like the infamous muff punt to lose a game. <laughs> I always forget about that one. Um, you got, I think she kicked you out of the playoffs twice. Yes, from what uh, I recall. Yes, yes. Um, I don't like it. Like, I, I, I just. The amount, of, the amount of, the what's funny is, is Jordan has as many last place finishes. I have more <laughs> number one seed in the playoffs than Jordan <laughs> has last place finishes in this league, which is a three to two number. And Jordan has a championship, and it pisses me off now. No, well, that. he has half a championship. He has bro. half of a championship. <laughs> you you, you can remind him that every year. <laughs> he is a half. He has a half of a championship, and Chris Burt <laughs> might be the most consistent fantasy football player I have seen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the sad part is, on the other end, um, I can't split last place. So. You know, if, if the bros want to split it with me, we can split it three ways. Um, I could, you know, take a little bit less of a burden, but uh, I think uh, I think Altmaier is pretty happy with not finishing last, and I think that Dyson will not give me anything. So, so we're gonna, we're gonna gets the we're gonna pass give, it on. we're gonna give out our end of the year player awards right now. Do it. So, um. Kyle, I'm sorry to say, he came in last. It was, I'm going to give you, man, my mock drafts gave me a great team. <laughs> oh, my mock drafts did, but the problem is drafting against computers and randos um, is different <laughs> than drafting against your teammate or your league mates. Kyle, what, what, how many mock drafts did you do? Uh, depends on what platform you're talking about um i did probably 150 to 200 on yahoo um and probably about 300 to 400 on sleeper so you did sleepers all automated so they're quick you did you did about 500 mock drafts yeah i mean that was starting in like july i'd I'd do about 10 a day you had six wins um (laughs) oh no don't give me the wins per mock draft (laughs) Don't do that to me. I think we did this last year too. You had, you had eighty, you had six, you had eighty-three mock drafts, eighty-three point three 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 mock drafts <laughs> per win that you did. So what you're telling me is I need to do twelve hundred mock drafts. <laughs> yes, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle, that is. It's it's not good. Well, I had some I had I had some misses. I had some injuries. Um, honestly, this is probably the first year. I mean, 
I've been historically super lucky. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I'll, I'll be the first to say that with avoiding injury. I mean, how many times have I traded away a player that the next week has a, you know, is out for the season or, you know, trading for somebody the second they come off injury. Um, but I had a lot of issues and there's a, a few players like Chris Olave was great, at least for some of the season. Um, and then the saints decided to suck. Um, I did trade the, the Saquon Barkley trade at the time sounded great. Cause I'm like Christian Watson, this guy's done nothing for me. <laughs> uh, Take him, Ken, you can have him. That was the trade I found that ruined your season right there. Yeah. Uh, uh Ken found that one too. Uh, my, oh, bother award goes to King Dragon. <laughs> Somehow able to escape 10th, but that dude has not Somehow made it able to escape 10th, but or the Eeyore award because um for KD he finished with a 7 and 7 record, which meant he was the first team out of the playoffs this year because <laughs> Kyler Murray died in Alicia couldn't beat Danny to knock Danny out of the playoff. Man. Um, yeah. The, um... And then and then King Dragon, uh the first week of the consolation bracket, loses to Garrett, not starting at quarterback. <laughs> oh boy. And then and then to add then to add the Crendel La Creme of King Dragon season. He has Daniel Jones and Mike Evans combined for 98, oh, sorry, over 99 <laughs> points. Oh, uh, I'm aware. The sad, Honestly, the sad part, going into that last week, I saw that he had Mike Evans, and I was like, thank God. That guy's done nothing this year. <laughs> and it's what happens. This reminded me of the year I had Tyler Lockett and he had that 20 reception game against the Cardinals. And you're like, oh, this is fantastic. Then he went one, two, four, six. And you're like, God damn it. And you're looking at you're looking at like their point total for the year. Like, oh, that's pretty good. And you realize, son of mm -hmm. a bitch, that all came one week and mm -hmm. then it was nothing for five. And then oh, he's back. Yeah. And that's that's one of those is especially in the off season, it's, it's really good to start looking at those, you know, the players on your team, especially when you start to look for keepers and figure out, okay, ending season rank, you know, just because they finished running back 12 on the season doesn't mean they were great for your team. Um, you know, there's tons of players that have, you know, look at even players like Joe Mixon. I mean, he had what that one, four touchdown game this year that, yeah. you know, was like six fifty points or something like that, you know, at the end of the day, but Apart from that, I mean, he was rough for a lot of the year because you couldn't depend on him on a game-to-game -game basis. Um, I am giving the um, I may have the worst quarterbacks of all time award to Garrett, um, who <laughs> unfortunately rode. Uh, he started out with Aaron Rodgers and Matt Stafford, but. Uh, <laughs> Oh, sorry, sorry. His first quarterback was Russell Wilson that he started out. Oh. Uh, and then he had Matt Stafford on his bench week one. Uh, week two, um, he again went with Russell Wilson. Week three, he switched it up, went with Matt Stafford. Week four, 
uh, Matt Stafford again, who's, by the way, on IR. Uh, so he had Russell Wilson and Matt Stafford, who I believe both are not on his team. Week five, still riding Stafford. Week six, Stafford. Uh, Russell Wilson on his bench still. Week seven, uh, he benches Stafford and picks up Aaron Rodgers, who was a drop. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he goes back to Matt Stafford uh, with Aaron Rodgers on the bench. Um, and then I think he rode that all the way till he picked up. I think he picked up like Tannehill or yes. He, and then he rode Ryan Tannehill to Ryan Tannehill. And then I think eventually he just said F it. And just like, I, I can't, I Austin Eckler cannot do everything on my team. Uh, <laughs> and he, uh, he just eventually gave up on Aaron Rodgers and um, Matt Stafford went with Ryan Tannehill. So, well, and that's at the beginning of the season, you look at that. I mean, the amount of promise that everybody had for Russell Wilson, apart from Jordan, um, <laughs> was, you know, he, he he was looking at like MVP season type, you know, speculation. And then same with Matt Stafford coming off of a Super Bowl, got the best receiver in the game. And both of them just did nothing. And I, I did a whole montage to Russell Wilson were screwed. And then mm-hmm. I got made fun of by saying the Seahawks could win eight games and could get into the playoffs. Yeah, that did happen. Yes, that um, happened. <laughs> and everyone's like, you're crazy, man. You're crazy. I was like, look at the cornerbacks they're playing. They're not good. And if <laughs> anyone gets hurt in the a- NFC West, there's a good shot of them making the playoffs. And look what happened. Now, did I? Everybody got hurt. Everybody got hurt. Did I picture Geno Smith almost breaking the Seahawks franchise record for passing yards and passing touchdowns in the season and being a, a Pro Bowl quarterback? No. No. And that's, that's the funny thing. I mean, I thought that they could – I think I said that they'd get, like, six wins or seven wins. Yeah. Um, I was hoping – I mean, the def- defense, you know, showed some promise this year, but I was hoping they were going to be a little bit more solid, but they are young. Um, you know, the surprise – and, again, that's why we play fantasy football because, as I can tell you, you don't win it at the draft. <laughs> you can mock draft all you want. And, again, like – it beginning of the season i saw some of the teams there that i'm like i can't believe that you know we te- how how much crap did we give jordan for his draft yeah cam Akers is a complete flop who yeah. ended up winning his championship yeah. weeks so uh next award i'm giving out is the who stole my horseshoe award and that's going to the bros who <laughs> Andrew Dyson, round of applause. He kept the streak alive. In even number of years, Andrew Dyson has come in seventh place in this league. So congratulations, <laughs> Andrew. The streak is still alive. Um, but they the reason why the you know, obviously everyone knows the lucky horseshoe. Uh they led the league in point scoring. Um but uh they were also number one in points scored against by a million miles. They absolutely <laughs> obliterated that w- record in our league record book. Uh, so where is my horseshoe award goes to the bros. <laughs> Congrats. I, I, I mean, we'll probably, we'll have to send something to Dyson. And he, I'm not sure he knows what's going on right now in the, in the league. Yeah. I'm sure Altmaier does though. Yeah. 
what are we going to give Danny? Danny? Oh, that's a great like, cool. is, is it Does he get I'm here award? I'm still here. I'm still here. <laughs> like, like, his team was not bad, but also not extremely good at the same time. He was just middle of the road coming in sixth place. Um, he goes, he's one of the, almost like similar to Garrett. He'll go on streaks. He'll, he'll do badly for a game or two and then he'll win three and then he'll lose two or three, but then he'll go back on a streak. I mean, I would, I mean, this year I wasn't happy to play anybody because my team was just losing every week, but, um, yeah, just another one of the inconsistent teams that I, I don't know. He, again, he and Ken both, um, I had teams that I leaving the draft. I was the most jealous of their teams. Yes. Um, and if it weren't for players like Tua and Waddle, yeah, he, he had. The, I mean, he ended up trading for Waddle, but he had Hill and Tua. Um, he rode them out for a lot of wins. And Aaron Jones, you know, when he does go off, he it, honestly his team is like Aaron. I think he's had Aaron Jones the past like three years. Um, okay. I almost gave Danny the Dan Marino award uh, because all he did was draft dolphins. So, <laughs> and just like the dolphins do, they score a lot and then they don't win anything. Yes. Yes. So, um, number five. <laughs> we have to give it to her. My do boyfriend it. definitely ran my team award to Alicia. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it right. was a, it was a solid draft, but not not was it just a solid draft? It was a solid. Hey, it's Thursday. Waivers already ran. There's a player I'm going to go get on the waiver wire. That's <laughs> definitely. I'm surprised I even know their name. I'm going to go pick them up. Oh wait, they're already on Alicia's squad. How did she know to pick them up 20 <laughs> minutes ago? <laughs> I listen daily to multiple podcasts, as I'm sure you do. Um, a lot of, a lot of sports, uh, sleeper updates, Yahoo fantasy updates, NBC updates, ESPN updates. I got beaten to the waiver wire probably half a dozen times. I know she doesn't watch that much football. (laughs) I love you, Alicia, but you don't watch that much football. (laughs) Uh, Oh gosh. Uh, what are we going to give Ken? Oh, um, half of a third place medal. I, I mean, <laughs> he, I would say, oh, no, 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 Ken is getting the DeAndre Swift ride or die award. Because <laughs> he was like, I am drafting DeAndre Swift. And the amount of times he tried to trade him for me, I'm like, you are keeping him. And you're gonna have to live with whatever DeAndre Swift does. Oh, you're gonna, you're that's gonna determine how your season goes, Ken. That is true. I there was a, I think it was like week three or four. It was early. It was I think after Swift's first bad game. Yeah. Um. I, I talked to Ken probably six hours texting back and forth. I, I, I was in the middle of stores that I should be working, just on my phone texting Ken back and forth. Um trying to get a trade for swift um because <laughs> i would i also was seduced by the the 
mermaid siren call out of Detroit saying, Hey, I'm a, I'm a new running back. I'll do it this time. <laughs> and carry on Johnson squared shows up in, in Deandre, you know, Deandre Swift and he got, got again, <laughs> the lion trap. Oh man. Uh, Kyle, what are you going to give myself for a award? Uh, I would say it's the about time award, but you only made it to third. This is the business as usual award. <laughs> you took care of your business. Yes. Yes. Take um, I didn't like your team. <laughs> um, mostly because of Jamar Chase. Also Nick Chubb. That bothers me. Um, just because he is great. Obviously, we all know he's good. I think he was the number two rusher this year. Um, but I, you have players like ETN that, just, like the hit and miss players, especially the like the the rookies. Um, and then you also got St. Brown out of Detroit, who has been, you know, he showed himself last year. It was a, certainly a gamble to figure out if he was going to do it again, but he did. Um, you had some really good luck in some of those players and then honestly joe burrow um i think i teased you on the draft for drafting him so high you did draft him a little early yeah um that said you know especially i thought through five or six weeks i was vindicated because he was hot garbage for the first couple weeks well remember week one when jordan was parading around like it like he beat me he had a he had a 90 point lead at me and i went to the grocery store and then Jordan goes, no. I just went, opened my phone to it. No. And I look, and Joe Burrow went from having negative five points to 50, and Jamar Chase having 45, and me beating Jordan. Like, it was wild. That yeah, and, and that shows, especially in, in um, our league now, and, and we've we've talked about it. We'll talk more on the offseason. Um the quarterbacks in this league are extremely important, um, <laughs> especially with the scoring setup the way it is, um, which we'll probably be updating. Um, and we'll probably, I mean, we'll probably, there's a few people that are interested in maybe doing a super flex, at least trying it out for a year and seeing if we like doing that. Um, to try to make the quarterbacks a little bit more exciting um, and a little bit let, you know, nerf them a little bit just because at this point, if you don't have a top five QB, you're probably not winning it a week. Yeah, well, and I also had the the struggle of uh, what which Dalton Schultz was gonna show up after I lost uh, Darren yeah. Waller. Oh, for sure. Because <laughs> this this is this is this is like the craziest stats. Like Schultz, close out of it on my phone. He went ten. He got ten points week one. Mm-hmm. Then he got one against Cincinnati. Then he was out for the next couple weeks. Then he went eight. 11 by 15 4 18 5 14 3 6 23 jeez and i'm gonna look i love talking about tight ends because there are a few tight ends i just can't quit um i love dalton schultz the problem um, is the problem is this is exactly what i ran into where it's like you like looking at like my God, Dallas, it's halfway through the fourth quarter and this man has no catches and then he'll get four right at the end. You're like, yep. Well, especially in the, in the landscape of tight ends, all it takes is one big play. I mean, if you don't have Kelsey, you know, Goddard at the beginning of the yeah. season, um, 
Kittle obviously had some great games, especially late in the season. Um, you know, it doesn't take a lot at the tight end position to have a great game. And that's definitely something probably going into next year, I would remind everybody. Um, we only have one tight end on our roster, unless you really want to flex one. But considering that there's only three tight ends a week that have a scoring, you know, and a scoring output that are actually going to help your team, tight ends get pretty important too. If you can get one of those good ones early, yeah. Um, or get on the sleeper. What are What are we giving Bird for second place? I'm going to call it the underachiever award. Yeah. Um, that dude has been jonesing for a title. Um, I think he's finished second or third the past like three seasons, if not four. Um, he's always been in the playoffs um, and he is still yet to win it. So yes, co-champion this year with an asterisk, he's going to want to take that asterisk off next year. I mean the the amount the amount of people that are vying for like comebacks like the the storyline next year is going to be fantastic. So I'm not excited for it. I at this point, you know, I would like to say I'm going to be back in contention, but I think uh, well this year I certainly didn't have the amount of time I normally do to be able to uh, dedicate myself to fantasy football. Um, but I also just had some really terrible luck. So I'm certainly for myself not going to claim anything at this point other than i'm not going to finish last <laughs> but i said that this year so um, we'll see i gotta get that medal from jordan and jordan are we gonna give give him the uh i'm giving him the gator needs his gat punk ass bitch award <laughs> uh because you know he he was down 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 and he just gave the amount of crap we gave him coming in last is two times the dating profile worked that <laughs> you fact, do need to take credit for that the, the fact that he is now dating a girl that he met as a result of him losing a bet in fantasy football is absolutely amazing it um it just fits it works <laughs> <laughs> um i think that I still adamantly think that he somehow overachieved. His team should have been in like fourth and it bothers me, but again, fantasy football. Okay. So I'm going here real quickly to our report cards. Oh, don't do that. Jordan. Jordan was projected to finish in ninth with a four and 10 record and had a C minus draft. Three. <laughs> Obviously he won the game the draft oh. second place was chris bird he got a c draft grade and bird uh was projected to finish six and eight and he won the league uh in third place was myself uh i had a c plus uh draft grade rec- ranking and i was projected to go four and ten <laughs> Uh, then we move on to Ken, who had a B plus ranking, and Ken was projected to finish nine and five. Uh, then we have uh, Alicia, who came in fifth. She got an A record, and she was projected to go thirteen and one. So, not quite, but she finished middle of the pack, made the playoffs. <laughs> uh, next we have. 
uh, Danny, who um, he had got a C plus draft grade, and uh, he was projected to finish eight and six, which was place in fourth. So he was one off. <laughs> Danny was one off, and but I believe he nailed the uh, the season record. Well, no, he didn't. He came seven and. He he finished the game off of it. So yeah. Um. Then we have uh coming in seventh place. We have the Bros who had a B plus draft grade. Um. Finished five and nine. Can I just say I had six wins, <laughs> and I finished tenth. <laughs> Something is they broken. Finished, they finished five and nine, and at the beginning of the year they were projected to finish eleven and three. Which, by the way, okay. I read a uh. There's a funny stat that Justin likes to always bring up that if they would have <laughs> had Jordan's schedule, they would have finished eleven and three. He and his strength of schedule argument every yes. time. Yes. Uh next we have Garrett, who came in eighth. Uh Garrett was uh projected to finish seventh. So pretty much right on where it was. His best pick. His best pick of the draft was Russell Wilson. <laughs> uh, oh, then, then we have uh, King Dragon, who had a C draft grade. Uh, his best pick was Russell Gage. Yeah, that's my boy. And he was projected to finish in last with a 3-11 and record. So, hey, KD, man. God bless you. Double, you doubled your expectation. You doubled your expectation, but you finished right where you were supposed to. <laughs> well, one above where you're supposed to. Uh, and then last but not least is Kyle, who had a C, who, sorry, had a B record. Uh, he was projected to finish six and eight. Um, and hey, uh, I did. projected to finish <laughs> fifth. Your best, your biggest steal was tom brady oh next year man it'll be his year (laughs) and also i think kyle pitts drafting kyle pitts with your third pick also killed you i forgot about that thank you for bringing up that old wound (laughs) picking that scab right off Uh, um looking at but again the i i mentioned the the records because again i finished six and eighth or six and eight in tenth I was one game off of you who finished in third. Yes. So the, 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 the actual competitiveness of this league, I mean, Jordan had the most wins at 10. So yeah, definitely insanely good record, but still only what three or four games up from last place, um, which, you know, in a, at least for regular season, that's a, Really, I think we've had really close years, but this is probably the first time that we've had so many people get into the playoffs based off of not just their win-loss records. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm looking here. Um, my average defeat this year was 11.25 points. Really? Yeah. Um, so I actually beat King Dragon's record on that. So, and what was his previous record? 14.23. Oh, um, Bird had the easiest strength of schedule 
Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure when I set up the um, the schedules next season that the Bros are gonna get the worst schedule. Actually, here's the funny part: the Bros did because of the playoffs, the weekly average all time, and mm-hmm. broke the record. He has the weekly average all time uh, for strength of schedule for hardest. <laughs> then they have no excuse. I mean, the hard part is, is like you look at our, our easiest one of all time, which was Eagle Storm getting 86 points. I don't think that record's ever going to be broken. <laughs> Eagle Storm. <laughs> oh, boy. That was a rough year, wasn't that? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, there's also. Um, Alicia still holds a rec- record for longest loss- losses in a row with uh seven in a row. Oh, let's see here. Uh, Garrett still holds a record for longest winning streak of all time at seven. Um, unbelievable. Yeah, f- Ken. Jordan and Alicia all had five game winning streaks this year. I don't think I won more than one in a row. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's been a, a really interesting year. I think that I don't know, and it's hard looking at the strength of schedule as well, because going into the season, there's so many times where you think that you have, you know, they say said the bit the you know, the strength of schedule based off the rosters. But again, they said that my best draft pick was Tom Brady. I mean, the yeah. you know, I, I know it updates as it goes along, I'm sure, but you know, with especially with such a small league, is obviously apart from I think we had one team finish it. No, everyone had at least five wins. Yeah. Um, you know, you can certainly lose on any given week is you know given the right two or three players go off so it it makes it really interesting to have so few people in such a stacked league i mean again we've looked at opening it up to 12 people in the league i like keeping it at 10 um you know because we we still have three four people that love to get in on the league um sounds like there may or may not be movement in this league um after this off season but we'll we'll see yeah um, um obviously at that point altmeyer would get first up to his own team and then we'd probably have dyson take on another co-manager yeah <laughs> um a- another crazy stat we had no one score over 200 points this year did we I, did we really the most was ken week one scoring 197 points I do remember him almost breaking the 200 that week one. I can't remember. Yeah, I guess I don't remember. Um, now that you say that, I guess I don't remember. It's weird. We had like, I think three or four times last year, but overall scoring in the NFL was down this year too. Yeah. And then uh, crazy Jordan didn't even come close to my record. He, he missed it by th- an average of three points per game. I still hold no. the for most points in the season. So, I got that going for me. Um, yep, still holding all those offensive points. Um, Garrett versus Alicia, he had an offensive point week where he only scored 68 points from his guys on offense. Oh. Um, the most points against for a defense 
is when Bird got 31 against the Bros. <laughs> Uh, it's still not the. It's still uh, Bird. He his defense scored in two hundred twenty points, which still doesn't even touch the year that uh, Hillary had two hundred forty eight points from her defense. Who? What team was that? That was the Patriots. That was the infamous muff punt year. Oh, I remember that now. Um, That's the Pats team, right? Yeah. Um, but- just looking at yeah pretty much um yeah not not a lot of uh oh uh, i only had 204 points from people i did not draft this year so um (laughs) i I would love to see that i mean i as usual i think one of my biggest uh areas of improvement uh chances for growth would be in not doing so many transactions um so i think i had like eight million this year maybe maybe seven million well you you played me the week that you had um i got really pissed because (laughs) you freaking beat me because you had tason hill score you like 50 points one week yeah, having unfair advantages as a tight end is never great. <laughs> and then he did nothing. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Um, well, I think you, you have Taysom Hill now, don't you? No, I don't. I dropped who, him. Who has? Does is it? it might he be got ri- he got ridden by a lot of guys this year. In our, I think almost <laughs> half of the league picked him up at one point. He he was uh, certainly tempting. <laughs> so. All right, uh, who are you giving your Earl Thomas Award week to this week? Ugh. Who indeed? Um, I haven't even thought of an Earl Thomas Award. Sadly, in terms of the NFL, every like everyone seems to be pretty awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, even the I'll do the opposite of an Earl Thomas Award. I'll give a uh, surprisingly happy about award um during the coverage of monday night football especially going to the comment you know the commentary booth or you know back to the studio the coverage was really good considering they didn't really know what to do um but the one i was most surprised by was uh, actually booger yeah typically he i mean there's a reason he got demoted off of uh primetime football um and he was awesome on monday he he talked uh candidly he talked he's he was well spoken um he gave good perspective um so i i i wouldn't mind them you know seeing him actually with an expanded role in commentating you know probably not on the field in his booger mobile but yeah uh, i'd definitely like to, to hear more from him yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I think, I think I tried to explain to you guys what they were trying to do uh, mm-hmm. in the text thread. Like, um, I one thing I wish the NFL would do. I know they do this mm-hmm. in auto racing. Obviously, they have the teams kind of huddle up around. Yeah, but I would. Um, so like, they started this uh with the Ryan Newman wreck, but they bring out like big 
black uh, mm-hmm. uh, curtains, essentially. Curtains, essentially, that you can't see. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, personally, if a guy's having that sort of thing, no one in the fans should see that, and they should just run. Right. Um, yeah. Mo- most of the Ryan Newman stuff that you saw later, like, they, they were up, and even if you were way up in the grandstand trying to film it, there was no way you were going to mm-hmm. be able to see in there. Gotcha. So. Yeah, that definitely, again, that's where some of some of the the league stuff I understand, you know, there's always going to be a first when you have, you know, wild situations, but definitely there's always room to be more proactive and, you know, rather ha- have it and not need it than need it and not have it, for sure. Well, well and I also realize that like the whole like why the nfl give them a five minute clock to to restart because that's what mm-hmm. the standard procedure is is after you have like a nasty injury it's like mm-hmm. okay you guys have five minutes to get warmed up and right. i think that's just they're just following normal protocols and in that five minutes of them talking they're like hey we can't we can't do this and right. I, that because i i remember even in high school uh witnessing a guy one of my buddies tackle another guy on the other team and the other team his leg just snapped in half and and they had to cart him off the cart him off the field in an ambulance Mm -hmm. um we uh we just the refs gave us five minutes to warm up and he just kept going yeah so um it it's just kind of that's what the normal procedure is so yeah and I, i i i Typically, especially in those situations, like, yes, you can look at the NFL, you know, from the one aspect and be like, oh, big, large, cold corporation, you know, back to business as usual. But at the same time, they have TV time, they have air air time, they have they have a whole massive, not just those two teams, the other 30 teams waiting for them to finish their game so we can continue with the ball rolling down the hill. Yeah. So it, 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 there are certainly, you know, again, everything could be better, and I'm sure they're going to have more content, you know, contingencies in place moving forward. Um, so weeks like this don't have to happen, or at least if they do happen, we have more of an answer. I mean, I, considering it's something that hasn't happened before, at least in the way that it did, I mean, it happened Monday, it's Thursday, and we already are wrapped up and know exactly what's going on. So, I mean, yeah. the turnaround really wasn't that slow. It just seemed like it because, again, especially we're, I think they said in the broadcast, you're used to someone getting injured and at least giving a thumbs up or, like, at least hearing that, yes, they're conscious or, they're, you know, they're, they're there. But at the same time, you know, that's, that's not always real life. So, um you know, I think they did a pretty good job all in all of getting everything reorganized. So, yeah. So can't, can't do everything right. All right. Let's move on to our NFL picks of the week. Oh, this is a, this is a terrible week for this because so many teams are not playing for anything, (laughs) which is again, if anyone ever wonders why we don't do a week 18 or, you know, a final NFL week final, this is why, um, you have multiple teams that have already clinched the playoffs. You're going to have some teams that you'll probably you won't see any starters. Some teams will play a starter for a couple of quarters. Um, but it really makes it hard when you have some teams that should dominate, but they might not be starting anybody. So yeah. 
Uh, let's look at the standings real quick. Uh, in first place with a 169 and 84 record is Jordan. Yeah, baby. In fourth place with a 146 and 107 record is Justin. And tied for second with a 149 and 104 record is you and me, baby. Oh yeah. In all fairness, I forgot I, I forgot to set my my picks until Sunday at like 9:30 or 10, so I, I missed the first like dozen games last week. Oh, you silly. <laughs> Oops. All right. So, starting out uh first game, 1:30 Eastern, the Kansas City Chiefs at Las Vegas Raiders. Are we giving this game the Eric Preer point and a half or what we think? <laughs> I think the Chiefs are going to absolutely demolish the Raiders. Yeah, I go, I go with Chiefs. Jacksonville hosts. We sat everybody, but we don't have a quarterback, Tennessee, to prepare for this game. Also, Traylon Burks is out. I'm going with the Jags. I'm going with Tennessee. Oh, I just feel like they're going to run Derrick Henry 95 times in this game. Oh, they will. Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how is Atlanta favored in this game? Tampa Bay at Atlanta. I honestly, I'm showing it must be old numbers. I'm showing the Buccaneers favored, but it's, it's because um, Buccaneers at this point already have clinched. They have they gain nothing by winning this game. They're yeah. going to rest Tom Brady. They're probably going to rest Mike Evans. Probably going to rest Chris Godwin. I All doubt right. you see any starters in that game. Right. Well, I'm still going with Tampa Bay. <laughs> I'm going uh, with Falcons. Uh, New England at Buffalo. Buffalo has a lot to play for in going with Buffalo. Buffalo, indeed. Minnesota, Chicago. Um, uh, how many rush? What, what was it? Uh, the Bears quarterback had a hundred yards rushing in the first quarter, and they still lost last week. Yeah, Fields. Uh, I think he ended up like a little over a hundred yards shy of Lamar's rushing record. Mm-hmm. Um. And that's he was not rushing the first like four or five weeks of the season. No, but he, he is out. Um, and I can't see the Bears being able to compete with the Vikings offense. All right, I'm going with Minnesota. Uh, yep. Baltimore at Cincinnati. Cincinnati pretty much played, did had a bye week last week. So I'm going with the Bengals at home. They had a bye, and Lamar Jackson seems to be out. He hasn't practiced yet this week. Yeah. Oh, this is the game. <laughs> I set up Twitter should have been the Sunday night football game. Houston oh. and Indianapolis. Just give us the most god awful game possible. Let America suffer this week. We have to watch Houston try to clinch the first overall pick in the draft. <laughs> I'm going with I'm going with the Texans, baby. Yeah, Texans in this one. Mm. Uh, New York Jets at Miami. Miami, duh. Yeah. Well, yeah, hopefully Miami has a quarterback, too. So That would help. That would help. And New York doesn't have a quarterback, either. Uh, New Orleans at Carolina. I feel like Carolina has a very good rushing game and can beat New Orleans in this game. It could be a Deonta Foreman game. He's had some of them. I'm going with the Saints in this one just because I think Andy Dalton can. He, he, again, he, he, Jameis Winston, he'll he'll James James Winston his way through a game, but I think you'll probably see three pat passing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Saints. Uh, Pittsburgh at Cleveland. 
Najee's on fire lately, dude. I'm going with with uh, yeah. Steelers. Yeah, see here. Los Angeles Chargers at Denver. Is this are they are they expect expecting uh the Chargers to sit um Herbert this game? Probably Herbert, probably Eckler. Um I mean Keenan Allen already has enough problems staying healthy. So Well, I'll go in with the Chargers to beat Denver anyway, so see how gets it keeps his very good draft pick. Hey, I, I I hope that's true. But I'm going with Broncos. Philadelphia at the Giants. Potentially a playoff matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going with Philly. I am too, but I don't feel good about it. No, I don't either. <laughs> San, San Francisco, do you bench your bench up, your bench of the bench player? 49ers, even second string 49ers can beat the Cardinals. Yes. Uh, Seattle, LA, I'm going with Seattle. Rock on, baby. Uh, Dallas at Washington. Washington is going with somebody <laughs> I've never heard of at quarterback. Dallas, oh. you might not play Dak. This game is like a degenerative gambler's wet dream. I like. <laughs> this is great for Pollard, is what it is. Yes. It's going to get him a nice fat contract somewhere. Yeah, so Dallas. Cowboys for sure. Uh, I'm going with Detroit. I have to go with Detroit. I uh, yeah, this is going to be an ugly game, I think, because they're at Lambeau. Um, but I, I'm going to go with the Lions for sure. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, I think, has finished once as a top twelve QB this year. Uh, picking games. This is like the weirdest pickings I have. I have Tampa Bay at Atlanta. I have to pick. I'm going Tampa Bay twenty one, Atlanta twenty four. I'm Falcon 17, Buccaneers 13. Oh, crap. Did I just do a Stephen A. Smith? Son of a bitch, I did. You did, didn't you? I did. I did. I took Tampa Bay. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, no. Uh, I'm going to reverse that. Tampa Bay 24, Atlanta 21. <laughs> Damn it. That sounds uh, better. New England at Buffalo. Uh, I'm going Bills 21. New England, uh, 18. I am going Bills 27, Patriots 13. Uh, who's scoring the most points this week? Yeah, uh, I, I said like, Miami against the Jets. I feel like the Hawks just want to absolutely roast um, the Rams. I would love to see it, man. It's been a while since we dominated the Rams. Uh, scoring the fewest points. I've got Carolina, but there's a I'm, lot of ugly games. I'm going with Arizona. So. I mean, that's a good call, too. <laughs> All right, Kyle. Well, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, we might have a podcast next week. I'm trying to – we need a schedule where we have all the dudes on. Yeah, we do. So. For sure. Um, yeah, great season. Congrats to those who uh, who got a co-trophy. Um, <laughs> uh, really good to hear positive news on Demar Hamlin. Yes. yes, obviously prayers with him and his family. Um, like I said, I will get to, with everybody this weekend on payouts. Um, I'll probably pay pay out middle of the month, uh, or after Super Bowl. I, I think we've done the Super Bowl once too, but I'll I'll, I'll pay out before yeah. the Super Bowl. 
Uh, we need to figure out what we're doing for the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Have, have you have you offered have have you offered your wife the with her with her little stitch the the Jack podcast uh, special? I I haven't yet, but that we that, need, that we, we, need we need a sponsor, and we can we can team <laughs> up here. Do use do a promo, sweet collaboration. Use the promo code Jack Podcast to get a nicely stitched a, a jack a jackalope on an embroidery hoop. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, boys and girls, it was fun. Glad everybody hope can listen to this. Glad Hamlin is doing a lot better. And until next time, we will talk to you boys later. Seahawks fans, let's fly. Let's do it. I'll talk to you guys later. Peace out, Kyle. Later. Bye, guys.